Welcome back to another episode of Bringing Back the Glory podcast. It's the review preview show in association with the 12th man. We're going to be reviewing the St Mirren game and we're coming to you with instant full-time reaction from a 2-1 victory. Very last gasp. Callum, what is your straight-off-the-bat full-time reaction? I think we got away with that one, Um, but I'll take it. Uh, I think it's for... A lot of the games St Mirren were possibly the better team, especially in midfield, but it was a great... I think genuinely substitutions changed the game, and I was a bit... Admittedly, I was a bit mm, about Scott Wright going off because I'll defend him at all costs. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he got it right, to be fair, McInnes, and they changed the game. Obviously, Edmondson got the assist. I'm very happy. What about yourself? Well, it's funny. We, we discussed kind of during the game that we might actually have something that we won't both agree on this week, but my initial reaction is probably still inside because the my son Rory, 11 months old, sleeping upstairs, so I've not yet got that screams of excitement Ferguson's winner out, but um, I'm not one often to praise McInnes, but he totally got it right today. Really, when the game was so stuffy, St Mirren got the goal and fair play. The boy was a wonderful strike. Lewis really couldn't do anything about that. And, um, you know, he made the changes. Scott Wright was creating chances, but not fully effective. McGinn, the game passed him by and he went two up top. And, you know, the reward, the risk was, he took the risk and the reward paid off. So great to get the, get the three points. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think yeah, we just let them back in and let it get a bit scrappy, which obviously suited them down to the ground. And they came, for being a sort of depleted squad, I think they've got a lot of injuries and things right now. The fight was definitely there for them. And they got they got what they were looking for and got something to hold on to. But, you know, just a quality shone through, you know, for just so good. <laughs> for, a team, for a team that's lost five on the bounce, well, I suppose now it'll be six on the bounce. You wouldn't have known, known that going through the game. And Aberdeen now extend their record on Friday night football to 11 wins and 12 attempts. So another positive for Friday night football. Definitely. I saw uh, Mez on Twitter saying, I imagine the red shed and Pataudry, like after that went in with Ferguson's goal. And uh, Matt, could you imagine if it were there and that, that happened late on? That's actually a really good point. Um, you you bring up, um, it's, you know, that's, that's kind of going off script a bit, but it's actually something I text my friend Ian Watson saying, this, uh, you know, 10 minutes to go, this game was perfectly set up for having fans at Pataudry. Mm-hmm. A Friday night, folk would have had drinks before and nights out planned after. A tense game, the crowd would have, you know, been behind the team with the manager making a positive change and you get a last-minute winner. That would have been just such a perfect game to have fans in. I don't know, it's, it's typical, isn't it? But, uh, you know, nothing we can do about it, unfortunately, but it would have been absolutely phenomenal. It really would have. So that's that's myself and Carl's initial reaction at full time. So we're just going to rewind a little bit and take it back to the start of the game and kind of go through our thoughts overall on the game. So when the team news was announced, we've seen an unchanged team for Aberdeen and St Mirren only naming four subs. What was your initial thoughts when you know we've seen the lineups announced? I thought it was pretty much to be expected. Again, I wasn't really sure whether it would be Hedges at right wing back or... McGinn back there, and it was Hedges, which, well, I think with McGinn, he's obviously, you don't want him out back there because he's just, defensively, he's pretty terrible. But Hedges, being left-footed, always wants to come in and 
it sort of he's coming in a crowded area of the pitch already. He doesn't offer much width width on the right hand side, which I feel like was great. But I didn't really expect many changes from the starting lineup. But I was surprised. I didn't realize St. Mirren had such a depleted squad that they only had fifteen like first team players in. Um, but you know, such is such is life. But I think uh, Goodwin's saying he's hope he's hoping they'll be back soon. So, but mm-hmm. Kyle McGinnis probably won't be. So let's just mm-hmm. say that. And will it be at us or will it be at Hibs? Who nah, knows? I think unfortunately, I think I think he will be at Hibs this time. I think they it's finally got them have one signing. <laughs> yeah, I think they finally got one. I think so. No, and I think um, that's a good point about Hedges. You know, something we discussed during the game. His desire to always cut in onto his left foot was kind of frustrating, especially you know, when we were losing the game. But you know, he wanted to be up there in the attacking the attacking sense. But I certainly think it was quite strange to see a team set up at Potodri with a back three, um, no disrespect to St Mirren, but you know, normally you'll see bottom six sides or teams down the bottom end of the, the table coming and sitting at Tawdry. So in a way, it was actually quite refreshing to see a team show a bit of an attacking formation. But certainly in the opening 10, 15 minutes, we started in the same vein as we did on Sunday. We got in behind St Mirren and a great chance early on for Marley Watkins. Um, just probably a tight angle, couldn't get it cut back enough, and there was a good save from Anik from Lewis Ferguson. But after that, we just, I don't know if it was St Mirren kind of got up to pace with the game or we took our, our foot off the pedal, but we allowed St Mirren back, in, back into the game, and um, they, they were certainly causing us problems in that first half. Yeah, they were sort of dictating it for quite a period of the game. I think in midfield especially, I think McPherson and our, our, oh, I'm not going to try to say, you know who I mean. I was just pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, him. And they were, they sort of, they impressed me. I think they were both very young as well. I think, I don't even know if they're 20 yet. Um, So they impressed me and the boy Sharon as well. And obviously, Abika and Erwin as well, both just big physical presences that are going to cause defenders problems. And they did exactly that, but um, and it caused Constein problems. People were getting on at Taylor, but Constein, I think, was worse. And I don't usually say that about Andy. So You know, when we look at the stats back for the viewership, this is when it'll plummet now that we slagged off Constein. Oh, dislike button hit everything. <laughs> but it's, you know, and I'm going to actually back you up on that. Um, Obika um, caused lots of problems in that first half with his running in behind. And that the, the chance that you kind of referenced where Taylor got a lot of hate from, I suppose, online. Yes, he didn't win the ball. And what a tackle from Tommy Hoban, by the way, covering back. But Considine's in no man's land. He's miles out of position. Um, and I really think tonight, Constantine just struggled for large parts. He looked uncomfortable. I think for large parts, actually, the whole team looked uncomfortable. And, and it was such a frustrating 90 minutes. But, you know, we've got to be happy at the end of it. Um, but, you know, going in at halftime, nil-nil, you know, was, I think the general feeling was one of frustration amongst, amongst the support. And there was a lot of talk of change being needed. One you didn't agree with, and the other possibly with Niall McGinn. So the one we were saying you don't agree with was Scott Wright. Well, I, but again, people were coming for him on social media <laughs> and I, I'm very unhappy about that because they were saying that he's giving the ball away. Okay, he's giving the ball away, but it's better that than being an empty shirt like some of the others were in the first half, uh, for, mm-hmm. for most parts of the first half. I think McGinn was definitely, 
he's probably he's one of the ones I was referring to being a bit anonymous throughout the game. He does sort of drift in and out this time, mainly out. But mm-hmm. it, in hindsight, I think they got it right with taking off Scott Wright. At the time, I thought, well, Ferguson and McCrory didn't really get near McPherson, especially in Scott. He was the only one who did. But, um, yeah, I was pretty unhappy at the time. I'll admit that. But, you know, I'm, I've, proved wrong. I've been proved wrong and I'll admit it. I think my biggest frustration with Scott Wright tonight was the chance he had in the second half. I can't remember if it was at 1-0 or 1-1 where he cut back inside onto his right foot and he should have just hit it. And mm. just, he wanted to do another cut back. Sometimes I think he's guilty of doing too much. And I, mm. I said he kind of kind of learned that from McGinn. You see, McGinn tries one too many step overs at times. Yeah. So that, that was quite frustrating. But certainly in the first half, um, you know, we were... I wouldn't say like we weren't troubled in the sense that Joe Lewis had lots to do, but St Mirren were causing us a few problems defensively. And I thought, you know, getting at halftime, McInnes will get the lads fired up and, you know, we'll come out and get in the faces of St Mirren. But we just didn't do that really at the start of the second half. No, I don't think that happened until he made the changes on the hour mark, really. Um, I was a bit surprised. I would have thought maybe they would have changed something, maybe changed shape or got someone up uh, with Marley Watkins or. Maybe put Edmondson on and allowed Watkins to drop a bit deeper, perhaps. But um, you know, I've got you've got to give a lot of credit to St. Mirren. They were well up for it. I think if they carry on like that, I know obviously they've run a you know, terrible run of form. And if you get mm-hmm. these important players back that Goodwin was yeah, Goodwin's been talking about, um, then they should possibly stay up. What do you reckon? They going down? Yeah, I think St. Mirren should be safe. It's it's a fair question to ask given the run of form they're on. You look at Livingston tonight picking up a crucial three points for that last-minute winner. Hamilton, obviously, getting beat. So they remain, I think it's the same points as St Mirren. Um, but, you know, they've shown a bit of fight from 3-0 down to get that to, to 3-2 at Easter Road. But I'd like to think, you know, St Mirren have got goals in there. Obika has obviously had a, a quiet night tonight, but should hit form. Obviously, their Kyle McGuinness might be on the way out, but... I think if they can start getting goals tonight, I was really impressed with St Mirren defensively, mm-hmm. albeit once they went 1-0 up and we made a couple of changes, they just seemed to just forget how to defend and it became a bit too easy for us. But I think they'll be safe from automatic relegation, but I think we could see them in the playoffs. Yeah, I think they could end up in the playoffs. I was especially impressed with McCarthy at the back obviously we know all about Shotness you know he's a solid mm-hmm. um, premiership defender but obviously I wasn't too familiar with McCarthy but he did look very good actually I'm impressed by him yeah that was the one I'd um, highlighted in my notes to, to bring up he was a, a real standout for me tonight he just seemed to get um, in front of everything I don't know if it, it was I wasn't sure if it was him but it was actually Shaughnessy that Ferguson's winner went through and I think that obviously unsighted Anik at the end and we got lucky with a deflection on Watkins goal so you know we rolled the dice and the luck thankfully came with us today yeah as uh, Grant Campbell Stato said better to be lucky than good and I agree with him massively yeah yeah and sometimes you need that luck and I think also as well that luck's also you know we've kept you know kept on Hibbs's um, coattails just now we've still also got the games in hand against them but um, that win obviously extends the gap to the teams below us. And I think that's quite telling now so at seven points. And I can mm. only see that gap getting, getting bigger. Um, but in the start of the second half, you know, 
I think a lot of us expected Aberdeen to get out and get into the game. That didn't happen and out of absolutely nowhere. Mm. An absolute rocket saw St Mirren take the lead. I was going to say his name, but I'll get it hopelessly wrong. So we'll just say they took the lead. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I, I think McDermott pronounced it one, like Erhahan in the first half and then it was like Erhahan or something in the second half. I, I don't have a clue. But it was an absolute wonder goal, to be fair to that. Maybe learn his name after that because that was <laughs> some strike. Lewis had no chance, absolutely no chance. Yeah, and I think it was a bit of sloppy play from us in the build-up. And obviously, you know, it was a throw and you kind of got to defend that a little bit better and build-up, but take nothing away from that strike. That was just laces through postage stamp. And again, Lewis really didn't have anything to do all night, and yet he's come away with no clean sheet. Well, he basically just had to pick the ball out of the back of the net. I can't think of much, many other saves he had to make, really. Collected a few crosses... Other than that, a pretty quiet night for Mr. Lewis. Yeah, and, you know, like we said, you know, 1-0 down, not a lot of us saw that coming. You know, uh, Andrew Shiny said at halftime, a lot of people said pre-match, this could be a 3 or 4-0 game, but we've scraped it by by a goal, and, you know, probably scraped is the right word given mm. the last-minute winner, but a lot, of, a lot of us have been critical of Derek McInnes and his time at taking his time to make changes when we're losing a game. But he was very proactive on the hour mark, get the two changes on Ryan Edmondson to get two up top. Scott Wright, who will agree to disagree on his effectiveness tonight, taken off and McLennan was brought on. Initially though, McLennan struggled to get into the game. Yeah, it was. it's interesting him being used at right wing back, but Tommy Holbin was providing most of the width in the... Uh, on the right-hand side. I think, obviously, when Hedges is, come, is on and he's cutting in, that's probably going to happen because, you know, the overlapping full-backs, that's, uh, centre-backs that happen these days, I don't really know where that's mm-hmm. come from, but Chris Wilder's a genius, it would appear. Um, but then I thought I did think when McLennan came on, it was still Hoban that was flying down the right-hand side mainly. But to be fair to him, McLennan, he did he stuck at it and a couple of times, I think, he did have gone a couple of good runs and I, I also wish there was one where we said, just hit the thing again where he came cutting in, but, you know, fair play to him. I think it's, it's obviously hard for him as well to raise his game when it is sort of, you're getting 15, 20 minutes, uh, well, half an hour today, obviously. It's hard to uh, get to that level consistently, but, you know, mm-hmm. what can you do? He did well when he came on, and again, I'll, I'll eat my words, I'll eat my words. And uh, I think we should just shout out Tommy Hoban, nicest man in football. We did want to get him on this podcast, but sadly the club said no. Yeah, and he is absolutely lovely. Obviously, I understand the reasons why, because if we get people, then, or if anyone gets people, then everyone will try to get someone. Um, but Tommy Hoban is the nicest man. But yeah, he was just lovely. Well, what a nice guy and an absolute baller. Rolls-Royce as well. Yeah, the fact he was wanting to come on the show just shows that, you know, we're going places. Dave, hopefully you're listening again. Get that checkbook out. <laughs> well, oh, God. You know, Speaking of Hoban, obviously we're going to sing his praises for weeks to come just because of how nice he was to us, but do you think he really does stand out head and shoulders above Taylor and Constantine? You know, I've seen Taylor get a lot of criticism, you know, we've discussed that already, but Constantine seemed exempt from criticism tonight when I, I thought he was poor. Mm-hmm. Do you think in, if that's going to be our back three going forward, we maybe need to look at another centre half somewhere, or do you think it was just you know, just an off night for the likes of Considine, Taylor, you know, he's kind of prone to the odd mistake here and there, but in large, I thought tonight he was he was fine, and 
he obviously taken off with five to go, which was another McInnes mm-hmm. maybe master stroke, but it just shows he was really, really chancing his luck tonight. Well, I was actually going to say that. Um, that uh, Anderson obviously came on and had that chance at the box well. Unlucky he got the ball stuck in mm-hmm. his foot. I thought that was positive as well from McInnes, and Anderson looks pretty good as well. We might see out on loan, but um, I, I don't, I'm hoping in terms of tonight that Constein's performance was a one-off, so I would love for him to just be uh, immense again, but at the same time, he's obviously getting on a bit, and he can't keep up the uh, sort of levels we've seen him have over the past couple of seasons forever, which is, makes me sad to think about, to be fair. Um, but I would possibly like to see another centre-half come in because going off tonight's performance, there is areas of our back threes game that can be exposed, obviously with the exemption of Tommy Hoban. Um, but I don't think we'll see anyone coming in, unfortunately. But, I mean, that's just the way things are at the moment. We've got to keep them kind of money, unfortunately. You know. Yeah, Kingsburg won't build itself. Exactly. How else are we going to build a statue of McInnes outside it? Um, but, you know, the, the hour mark came, we made the changes... Ryan Edmondson, what was your thoughts on him? Great impact, I thought, and, you know, brilliant layoff for Marley Watkins' opener. He's looked bright every time he's come on, really, hasn't he? I think mm-hmm. he's pro- probably harsh that he's not been given a start yet, I suppose, but he's just bought well, back from injury. But I thought tonight maybe he might, we might have seen him in from the start, but I suppose with Watkins' goal. Having said that, I've seen a few people mention, um, against like, St. Mirren at home, we could go two up top from the start mm-hmm. and I would like to see that possibly more in future obviously Simeon gave a better showing than we thought but if we've maybe gone and attacked them two up top from the start being a bit more um, brave with it I guess you could say and um, that's possible but I think maybe we will see a bit more of him in future because he looks bright he looks bright obviously we've only got him until January but who knows what will happen with Cosgrove possibly leaving at some point. Who knows? Obviously, just getting back to fitness. And then Bruce may be on the way out. And I don't know what's happened to Curtis Main. Do you know if he's injured or I think he's not fancied? I don't know. Maybe out of favour. Who knows? Another injury. Same with Matt Kennedy, actually. I think tonight also showed we miss him at right wing back to get mm-hmm. Hedges um, up, up the pitch more. But uh, in terms of Edmonds, and I think yeah, it was a great, great application from him today. And, you know, he's he's proved a, a good acquisition so far. He knows a, a relative unknown when he came to us. And yeah, he's, he put, he's put himself about and, you know, he drifted out onto the wing, but he was dragging defenders out with him. He's a big physical presence, like Watkins. Um, and speaking of Watkins, Billy Dodds gave him his man of the match. You said on um, our, our last review that hopefully the goal against County was, you know, going to lead to more. And, and so it did tonight. Yeah, it was a good finish from my Watkins, actually. Um, I'm glad that he's he's um, sort of got a couple of goals now because his general play, his all-around link-up has been good. Whether, I think there's obviously been questions whether he is actually an out-and-out striker or sort of number nine or more would be better off as a second striker sort of linking up the play. But he took it well today. Um, and again, his link-up play was good. I think that's, we seem to be saying that every week about Marley Watkins. Yeah. It's like link-up plays interplay between, uh, with sort of hedges and right, especially in previous weeks. Um, but no, I think, again, he looks like a very good acquisition. I think between him and uh, Edmondson, just about got through and uh, to Cosgrove being back, which I'm actually quite hopeful for now. Actually, um, and during the game, Stuart McCombie actually sent me a message saying that 
you know, I, I like Watkins' burst of pace, mm. but I feel that Cosgrove will provide us with more goals. Obviously, this was before Watkins scored, but it's an interesting point actually that I think will will be will be one to watch in the coming weeks when Cosgrove is back to full fitness. If you know he stays at the club once the transfer window closes, mm. will we go for goals or will we go for the pace and use? the hold-up play to link in other players, or like you've just suggested there, you know, against teams like Samirin, could we see both of them play? Yeah, I think it's a good problem to have for once, because obviously for years we had basically Adam Rooney, and then there's a backup striker who was not much use and didn't get much goals. So it's a nice problem to have between Cosgrove, Edmondson and Watkins uh, in there. I think I agree with Stuart in that, I think Cosgrove will bag a few more goals than Watkins has, and obviously Ebsen's not had much of a chance yet. But um, it's, it's a very good problem to have for once. It's positive. And I think given the height in Edmondson, Cosgrove, Watkins, with this, the, the delivery and the quality of delivery we should be getting from Hedges, Hayes, McLennan, even Ferguson's prone to a good delivery, you know, that height will surely lead to goals. Um, so hopefully signs of some positivity to come. Although I suppose there's positivity with the win tonight. Yeah, very true. But I think, uh, as obviously going back, to get Cosgrove back in before the international break, and obviously he'll have a good time there to build up his fitness. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, very positive. Obviously probably won't expect him from the start against uh, Dundee United, but to have him as an option from the bench even uh, for that would be a pretty, pretty good option. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's that strength and depth that's kind of exciting this season. You know, that they were saying pre-match about Dylan McGeeck not even being able to get into the team this season. He's another good, experienced head to have in off the bench. So, you know, we've got that there. It's, you know, maybe just the defence. It's causing a few people a bit of concern, you know. We've only actually kept one domestic clean sheet at home this season, which, you know, I'm sure McInnes won't be too happy about you know want to improve that that home record in terms of you know keeping clean sheets but at the end of the day it's the three points that matters and, and that's what we've achieved yeah I definitely think the problem would be if one of Hoban Taylor or Constantine got injured obviously Devlin's not fit yet and it'd probably be McCrory then dropping into there if we're going to keep the three then all of a sudden you lose the partnership between McCrory and Ferguson in the middle of the park which isn't great um, but I suppose it remains to be seen what will happen with that, whether we do bring someone in before the end of the window as cover even, because um, I don't know when Devlin's going to be back. Uh, it remains to be seen, but I'm hoping it will. I'm not confident, though. Yeah. And then, you know, as the game as the game wore on tonight, you know, did you, did you think we were going to get that winner? I know we were kind of knocking on the door and we were creating the chances, but I'm just... I really wasn't convinced it was going to come. I thought it was going to be one of those nights. Well, before St. Mary even scored, I said, I think it's got nil-nil written all over it. So I was wrong, obviously. Um, but I, when we equalised, I thought, the, I didn't even think we were going to equalise, to be honest. I thought we were going to be, could be playing until midnight and never going to score. So I was very, very pleased to see uh, that Ferguson goal going towards the end there. But to say I was confident would be a lie, uh, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, no, same. And I think when the ball fell to Ferguson, it, I kind of just felt, you know, it was one of those hitting hopes. And when it just nestled into the back of the net, oh, that, re- that relief and ecstasy that you get, that, that it's really a feeling that only football fans will understand. Yeah, despite that, the fact, 
Despite the fact right. you couldn't let, let any of it out because you had yeah, yeah, nearby. Of, of Gemma from Waking Glory up if I did. So it would have been worth it. No, 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 not a chance. Well, I don't know. You're not long gone down, so probably, but probably not at the same time. No, 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 definitely. <laughs> Anyone with young kids will know that the sleep is golden, so. <laughs> yeah, can't say I'm experienced in that department yet. Um, but another win, and we move on domestically to a trip to Tanadice um, after the international break. Something hopefully we can keep the winning run going. Fingers crossed. Uh, I think Shankland will have a point to prove, which I'm very concerned about, very, very about. And Peter Pollitt. I love Peter Pollitt so much. Yeah, Reynolds as well. It's three. That's so many. Although Reynolds didn't actually play tonight. Did he not? No, he was on the bench as so. well. Oh, dropped. That's weird considering Connolly was out as well because he got a two game suspension. I think I think he got because he broke the lockdown rules or something like that. No, he got in a taxi without wearing a mask or something like that. But and they've got Cammy Smith. They've got so many of them. Yeah. So many ex players. I don't like it. It's like 2013 14 squad at them. Then I don't enjoy it. But yeah. uh, and they've got a lot of point proof. I think they have looks pretty good uh, in, in periods and patches. Um, it won't be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, so, you know, I'm making Melon sound better than I thought. I obviously didn't know much about them. I've been pretty impressed with the way they've been playing again at times. Yeah, another game, obviously, we're disappointed that the fans can't go to. It's a, a game that's always well attended from both sets of fans and obviously enjoyed by the away fans. But we'll have a, a full preview of that game um, in a couple of weeks um, as we head into the international break. And obviously hope that Scotland can get that win against Israel in the playoffs. And um, join us next week where we want to discuss your Don's memories with players, whether it be the strangest place you got an autograph, stories from nights out. We've had stories of people who were mascots, um, which have been great to read, and we'll look forward to discussing them um, more next week. And we've also had some good stories of levels of pettiness from, from Aberdeen players. There was one today with Peter and Gregory, which, which I particularly enjoy. So um, we look forward to sharing both myself and Calm's stories and um, reading out your stories as well. Perfect. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed the entry so far. In fact, so keep them coming and we'll get that um, recorded and out next week. So you've got a bit of Don's content to keep you through the international break for those of you that obviously um, aren't too keen on it. Um, Thanks for listening and see you next week. Thank you.